Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. This is from the Sermon on the Mountain, from where he is standing on the banks of the Sea of Galilee. You can see the Golden Heights behind him. And the villages at night are lit up. You can't, you can't hide them if you've got a, a village on a hilltop. And that is what his followers are likened unto by him in this sermon. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Uh, keep in mind, in those primitive days without electricity, Mood lighting wasn't an issue. When you lit a lamp, you lit it for a purpose because you're burning precious fuel and, and you've brought a fire into your home. And so you certainly don't put it under your coat. That could be painful. You certainly don't light it to hide it. You light it to put it on a stand. And a city that is built on a hill is not built to be hidden. Neither does anyone light a lamp to put under a basket, but to put on a lampstand? The church that Jesus Christ came to establish, the men and women he began to disciple, he did not begin that to hide them, but to put them on display. You not agree? And verse 16, you let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine. When I was a kid, uh, we sang, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine all over the world. Well, we were Pentecostals and attempting to be faith, we change the lyrics to it. This great light of mine, I'm going to light it shine. The truth of the matter is the Lord has shined his light upon us. Shined. That is correct English. Um, He shined his light upon us. In our darkened state, his light has shone in our hearts so that we can reflect it back like the moon does from the sun to others. Amen. Subject today is entitled, Shine. Can we say that together? Shine. shine. Let this section tell this section, and this section tell this section to shine. Shine. <laughs> you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Paul wrote in Ephesians 5, verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Philippians 2, he wrote, Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may be blameless and harmless. Children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Maybe they didn't tell you this when you got saved, but God intends for you to be noticed. Oh, but I'm just a shy person. I just want to be in the background. I just, well, 
Humility is great. Hallelujah. But the Lord's putting you on display for his glory. And because of that, things like complaining and disputing kind of puts a bad light on what we're called to be. Amen? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. The Message Bible says it like this. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I made you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Barnes Notes Commentary said, Jesus proceeded here to show them the very reason they were enlightened, so that others might also see the light and be benefited by it. With the light of the world called the shine. Let your light so shine before men, verse 16, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. They're to see our good works and glorify God. Not glorify us, but glorify God. So there is a, a, a truth to meditate upon there. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are... God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Titus 3.8 says, this is a faithful saying. These things I want you to affirm constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. And Titus 3.14, and let our people also learn to maintain good works, to meet urgent needs, that they may not be unfruitful. I think as a spirit-filled church, we've settled the issue as to whether or not God still heals the sick. As to whether or not God still answers prayer. We've settled that issue. Amen. So... For me to preach on that would be like a sugar stick sermon. But let's stretch ourselves a little bit. We are called to learn to maintain good works, to meet urgent needs that we may not be unfruitful. So it's great to pray for people's needs, but sometimes someone may need a coat. And for us to pray, oh, Lord, let my brother or sister be warmed and be filled and not do something. You know, put legs to our prayers. I think we've settled the issue about telling people about Jesus, sharing the gospel. Have we not? Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. God's called us to preach the gospel everywhere. St. Francis said, preach the gospel everywhere, and when necessary, use words. When we meet needs of lost people, of people that do not know the Lord, we are preaching the gospel. We're communicating love to them. The love that we've received, we're giving out. 
prior to your salvation. Maybe you were a giving person, but most of us weren't. So this love that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away, but we can give it. Amen. Give this love. Shine. Hebrews 10.24 says, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Stir it up. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We're living in the last days, are we not? Oh, pastor, we're living in perilous times. We need to talk about the end times more. Um, we're in them. What do you want to talk about? It's coming to pass. I mean, read Matthew 24. It's happening. Amen. Okay, so read the newspaper and read Matthew 24 and you got it. Um, just because we're in the end times doesn't mean Christ's call to the church is suddenly going to be suspended and we're under some kind of new martial law. No, these things apply even more so. As the world gets darker and darker, the light, the light is going to be brighter and brighter. Um, this light's not that noticeable, but if we were to turn out every light in the room, suddenly it would be noticeable. So as the world gets darker and darker, you're going to be noticed more and more. And sometimes that will bring on persecution, but God will give us grace. Amen? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I have a friend who as a new pastor really wanted to live out this message. You know, so he smiled everywhere he went. He wore a big cross around his neck. And one day he got called for jury duty. Great opportunity to shine your light. A room full of people that doesn't want to be there, you know, and the crime that you're dealing with and all this other stuff. So he went determined to shine his light. And he's in this long hallway full of people seated waiting to speak to the judge. And at the end of the hallway was a restroom. So he went to the restroom and came out of the restroom smiling and whistling Amazing Grace. Hands in his pocket. He got about halfway down, and a man at the end of the hallway where he was going to seat was doing this to him. He got excited. You know, maybe the guy will say, what must I do to be saved? You know, there's a, there's a glow about you. He made his way down there and bent over. He said, yes, sir. He said, you're unzipped. (laughs) His hands were in his pocket. He was shining his light, all right. (laughs) Jesus did not say, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good looks and glorify your Father in heaven. Did he not? For some people, this is shining the light. I need a, a male volunteer. All right, you just stay right where you are. I'm going to speak as a lot of Christianese. You know what Christianese is? It's, <laughs> it's our Christian talk that unbelievers don't know. I'm just going to shine the light right in his eyes. Are you saved? 
Where are you going to go when you die? Did you know you're going to burn in hell? There's a place for everything. But, you know, a light can be annoying if you blast somebody with it right in their light. This is the power of a thousand candles. I mean, this can make you just squint. So he said, let your light so shine or let your light shine in such a way that they may see your good works, not hear your good words, but see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Good works have their their place, but you want to share them in such a way that people are able to see the work of Jesus. Amen? Let your light shine. I love the context of this. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. All right, he says, where the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. All right, this city has been set by someone. See that? And that someone is the they in verse 15. All right, a city is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they set it on a lampstand. All right, so people set cities on hills to be seen. People set lamps on lampstands to give light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men in the same way. Let your light shine that they can see your good works. The message says, now I've put you there on a hilltop on a lampstand. Shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. New Living says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. It's not rocket science. It's finding a need and meeting it. That's what, that's what it is. Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, as a church, we ask that you would help us to see needs and meet them. Not only within the congregation, but to our community, to this part of Texas and the world. And Lord, I pray that as individuals, if we see a need, we would not look to the church, but we would look to you and step out in faith and meet that need to show God's love. Help us, Lord. Amen. Steve Joy shared an amazing story with me the other day about a man who was saved as a result of being approached by a man on the street in England. The man stepped out in front of him, said, Excuse me, sir, the Bible says that you're going to spend eternity somewhere, be it heaven or be it hell. Where will you spend eternity? Think about it. Have a good day. The man says he couldn't get it out of his mind. Until a few months later, he got saved. 
eventually became a public speaker and was sharing at a conference somewhere, and someone in the crowd approached him after the meeting and said, did this guy approach you on such and such a street? Yes. That's how I got saved. He shared that with me. I couldn't get it out of my mind. And eventually it led me to Christ. And over the years, this man met several people whose salvation story included the same testimony. This man stopped him in the middle of nowhere, very politely said, excuse me, but the Bible says you're going to spend eternity somewhere, either in heaven or in hell. Where will you spend eternity? Thank you. Have a good day. And in his travels, he finally learned who this man was. And he went to find him and discovered the man was on his deathbed in the hospital. So he went in and introduced himself to the man and told the man his testimony. The man began to weep. He says, I've been doing that on street corners for 50 years and had no idea that it had an impact on anybody. And I feel like I'm dying a total failure. Now that takes boldness. It takes boldness to stop someone on the street and say, excuse me. But the Bible says you're going to spend eternity somewhere, either in heaven or in hell. Are you ready for eternity? Have a good day. Bye-bye. God empowered the man to do that, and it worked. That may take more guts than you can imagine yourself having right now, but the Holy Spirit can so fill you that that would become a very easy thing. But it's a no-brainer to do something kind for someone. In the name of the love of God. Once a year, an amazing event happens in our city called Love Granberry. This event is the kindness explosion. And it's happening next month on a Friday and Saturday. On Friday night, this year they're meeting for a night of worship. It always begins with a night of worship. The churches that are participating are meeting for a night of worship at Granbury Baptist Church. And then on Saturday morning, each individual congregation that is participating meets at their own individual church. And they go out as a team and do acts of kindness. As a church, we participated in this last year and reached out to Sunchase Meadows and did basically three things. Picking up trash. You know, who knows, when you clean up a neighborhood, you bless a lot of people. Picking up all the trash in the neighborhood. It was a lot. We filled our dumpster up. It was overflowing. Picking up trash. Mowing grass for people that said, yes, you may mow my lawn. All right? And sending teams, two by two, door to door, to pray for needs. Prayed for the sick, prayed with people about their problems, prayed prayed with people about their relationship with God. It was an amazing morning. We met here at 9 and went out soon thereafter. And for three or four hours, we went for it. There were people mowing, there were people picking up trash, and other people were praying with people. Then afterwards, we had a glorious time of fellowship at Spring Creek. It was great. The event ends this year on Saturday at 3 p.m. back at Granbury Baptist Church for an afternoon of worship, 
and testimonies. It's an amazing thing. And I love it. And I hope we participate again this year. So look at your calendar. I challenge you to plan to be part of it. On the Love Granberry website, you can find out more about it, lovegranberry.com, I think it is. It has this to say, God is doing awesome things as he draws the congregations of the greater Granberry area to worship him and to love their communities. Plans are now underway for our third annual Kindness Explosion weekend, and we want you to join us. There's simply no more powerful witness to the world than to see the church of Jesus Christ coming together as one unified body of Christ. That's certainly part of the dynamic of this. To worship God and to reach out together in Christ's love to the community. That's what Kindness Explosion is all about. This year's event will kick off Friday night, April 17th at 6.30 p.m. with an interdenominational worship service at Granbury Baptist. Lincoln Wiseman will be with us to lead worship for the weekend. Then on Saturday morning, the 18th, each participating congregation will go out into the community to serve as the hands and feet of Christ while performing, not performing, performing community service projects that have been arranged for them to do. What service project your church does is important, but more importantly is, to, is that whatever you do, you do it for free, just like God's love is free, with no strings attached. So those churches that are going to do a free car wash, it's free. There's no tips allowed. Then everybody will come back to Granbury Baptist Church for a wrap-up celebration service at 3 p.m. We will have reports from each congregation as well as an open mic at a Baptist church, to hear stories and testimonies from any participant about how they saw God work through their respective projects. All in all, it promises to be a weekend you will not forget and a day that our community will not soon forget, all to the glory of God. I shared about this with Terry Snow's League of Pastors, and they are fired up to do something in St. Mark. Hallelujah. The theme for Lake Granberry, Love Granberry, Kindness Explosion is Philippians 2. It says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. When we participated last year, we got a large number of visitors coming over the following Sundays from that outreach, from that area. Um, new members that participated with us really are stuck in here. And some people that we reached out to attend here. It's, it's spring break, so we don't see them here. As well as other people that weren't there that they brought. Uh, Nat, Nat is here as an indirect result of two things, the free barbecues and the Love Granberry Weekend. Hallelujah. Is Andy Duncan here? Just for you, Andy. The lyrics to the Newsboys song, Shine. He's not their greatest fan. (laughs) 
He said, dull as dirt, you can't assert the kind of light that might persuade a strict dictator, a strict dictator to retire. Fire, fire the army, teach the poor origami. The truth is in, the proof is when you hear your heart start asking, what's my motivation? And try as you may, there is no way to explain the kind of change that would make an Eskimo renounce fur, that would make a vegetarian barbecue hamster, unless you can trace this about face to a certain sign. Shine. Make him wonder what you got. Make him wish that they were not on the outside looking bored. Shine. Let it shine before all men. Let him see good works and then let him glorify the Lord. Out of the shaker and onto the plate. It isn't karma. It sure ain't fate. That would make a deadhead sell his van. That would make a schizophrenic turn in his crayons. Oprah freaks and science seeks a rationale that shall excuse this strange behavior when you let it shine. You will inspire the kind of entire turnaround that would make a bouncer take ballet, even bouncers who aren't happy. But out of the glare, with nowhere to turn, you ain't going to learn it on what's my line. Shine. Make them wonder what you got. Make them wish that they were not on the outside looking bored. Shine, let it shine before all men. Let them see good works and then let them glorify the Lord. Let's say it together. Shine. Let's stand. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you. And may He give you His peace. And may that peace shine through your face and through your hands and your feet. And all that you have and all that you do, may we make a difference for the world. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Kelly, sound please. A little more volume.